I'm Dwayne Brummett. He's Ali Alborigo, and this is the School Owner Talk Podcast. Can you believe it? Another podcast with uh, Allie and I. Allie, great to be with you, sir. How are you today? I am great, man. Tired, a little tired, but I'm good. All right. Well, as long as you're not sick and tired, then we're good. That's for sure. A lot of people are getting that super cold, though. I don't know by you if a lot of people are sick, but by me, it's like everybody, it's not COVID, it's not the flu, but people are getting like knocked out for like four or five days from this cold that they're going, that's going around. Really? It, doesn't it start in New York and then travel this way? So I got I got to wait for it. I, I hope it doesn't, but I don't know. I don't know how that works, but I wouldn't doubt it because we do seem to get stuff here all the time before everyone else. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously you, you, you've got a lot of, a lot more visitors in your town uh, in that area than I do. So yeah, I, I don't know. What is your population in your town? Well, Kankakee County is small compared to, to New York. You know, yeah, well, in, in Long Island, it's still small. Well, in my township, I remember East Islip, I think we have uh 16,000 in my town of my school, 16,000 households in my town. So, and plus maybe some of them are two family and so on. So, a lot of people in the community. That's why sometimes you say to yourself, like, why, why is it so hard to get a big market share of whatever that's going on out there? Well, and it goes back to what you, we, I mean, even in the industry, only 1% of the population is going to do what we do. Yeah. So, you know, and then an even smaller pop, like we are, you and I and and the school owners, uh, we're an anomaly because we've stayed yeah. in it this long. Yeah. You know, we've stayed in the martial arts this long. So we 30, are. 30, 32 years for me this last, uh, the 9th of November. Yeah. And, and congratulations on your, uh, your anniversary, by the way. Yeah. 32 years, right? Can you imagine? Crazy. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I can't believe it. Like I, I look back and it almost seems like yesterday, you know, and you know, look this year, I was just working with my clients this morning, coaching clients. And uh, we're talking about a month before we close the year out. Like technically everyone's closed for the holidays between December 24th and January 1st. So we technically have from now the 15th until like the 20th of next month. It's less than a, less than a month that we're going to be around before we take our breaks and start a new year. It is a month. I'm looking at my calendar counting and we really, we have eight classes left. It's so, amazing. And when I say that, when I say that we, you know, you, you either in my school, you come Monday, Wednesday, you come Tuesday, Thursday. So if you're, mm-hmm. you know, in either one of those programs, you have eight classes left until the end of the year and we're closed. Wow. Wild, so, right? It's just wild. It is. It is. So um, before we get into the topic today, which I loved how you titled it, uh, you know, there's gold under the, the uh, tatami mats. Yeah. Um, and the the genesis of this call is because, you know, this is the beginning of the school year for me moving in. You know, it's not school, beginning of school year, but at the beginning of the school right. year, I always market my um, back to school, you know, mm-hmm. campaign. And, and one of it obviously is come do martial arts because now is the time back to school. You need structure. The other back to school campaign is the martial arts field trips for ourselves that we, you know, right. get a ton of leads from. And then um, from there we had, you know, in September was the uh, uh, national martial arts appreciation month. Again, right. you know, a ton of leads from that as well. And so in today's topic, 
you know, we're, we're talking about that there's gold under the tatami mats really is squeezing the lead, getting everything out of a lead that you possibly yeah. can, even if they don't sign up. And I think that's the caveat where some school owners miss it. You know, we get, we, we just look at it as what, what is our primary goal? Our primary goal is to get that lead to come in and do a trial, right? That trial to then obviously enroll Mm-hmm. And then from enrolling to move into, um, you know, some sort of program and then an upgrade program and go to black belt and beyond. Right. And, and we were going to talk about that today too, but what if they don't enroll? Like right. how do you utilize that relationship? And I think that's an important term. How do you, how do you cultivate that relationship so that you can squeeze everything out to your advantage uh, as a school owner. Right. Is that kind of a good overview of what we're going to talk about today? Yeah, I mean, it really is. I mean, and and that's what I think is the biggest dilemma is that we, you know, like, for example, digital marketers, they're going to get you leads that are going to sign up and become members, right? That's where it is. A lot of times y'all hear friends of mine, oh, those leads are terrible. Those leads are not a valuable lead. They're not a good quality lead, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think the first thing to point out is years ago when you advertised, you didn't know what kind of lead you were getting. You'd throw an ad in the local paper. If you got phone calls, you never knew the quality of the lead. If they didn't pan out, you wouldn't say, oh, well, this paper. And by the way, there are certain papers like we had a paper in our area called the Penny Saver. People are always looking for deals out of this one paper. And I would advertise it in, in it very often. And quite often those people were looking for deals because that's the kind of paper I was advertising in. So, but nowadays, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, that lead was terrible. And and they maybe delete them out of their database or they follow up once or twice or three times and the other people don't get back to them and they give up on it. Right. So, so you have to ask yourself, like, what is the lead first? And then what we'll talk about all the other things that you were saying and how to get more out of the lead. Absolutely. So let's kind of start in a perfect world where the lead obviously opts in. Yeah. And from that opt-in, they come into a trial. They're happy with the program. They mm-hmm. enroll at least in some sort of base program. Right. Um, and we're not in this podcast today, we're not talking about, you know, what programs you should have, anything like that. You know, you can decipher what's going to be best for you. But right. in a perfect world, they went from lead to trial to to now student. Mm-hmm. And so now that lead is a student. How do you how do you utilize and create the relationship with them to squeeze the most out of that lead and not in a, not in a bad way. So not in a manipulative way, Yeah. but um, you know, I kind of tell, I tell my parents that, okay, if it takes four years to get the black belt and especially the ones that are saying to me, you know, look, I need you to be harder on my kid. Right. And I go, well, we can do that. But here's our model. It takes four years to get to black belt. It doesn't matter if they, you know, get the round kick now, perfect, or or if they get it in a in a year, perfect, or at least by the black belt, get it perfect. I, I'm talking in gen, general sense, in a general sense, and I just say, you know, look, I look at your your child as a block of, of, of concrete. 
-hmm. And we're going to chisel out what we need to chisel out, but we want to do it strategically because, you know, look, if I'm too hard at the wrong time, too much or whatever, I can damage that relationship with your child. Mm -hmm. And it would be like actually chiseling out too much of the concrete and going, oh crap, I really needed that piece. Right. And then have to glue it back on. And it's right. never as strong as it was before. Mm -hmm. So if you can just trust the process and by the time they get to black belt, see where they are going to be. And we've done this for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of students. You're, right. you're, you, I, I know that you're going to see the benefit in that. And, I, and I'll tell them, you know, some kids, some kids aren't loud, even though you want right. your kid to be like voiceless and loud and, and, and hit hard all the time. And look, I've had some that they didn't blossom until right before black belt. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're a machine. Yeah. But they decided to turn it on. So I say all of that because in that communication, in that relationship, that that allows us to be able to, and again, going back to what I've said before, clear as kind, understanding what what where we're coming from, understanding where they're coming from and where we can let them intersect. That's right. going to also allow us to build that trust that when we say, you know, hey, look, I think Johnny would be a, 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 good, a good fit for our leadership team, or I think Johnny right. would be a good fit for our storm team or for this uh, level program and you know all of these different things that's going to allow us to be able to squeeze the most out of that lead because of the the true and honest relationship that we've built over that time so from lead to trial to student student to upgrade upgrade to uh black belt and beyond mm -hmm. but inside of that there are so many other opportunities for them so i know one that you're really good at is um, you know the the whole referral opportunity to get right. people um, you know to refer. Now, one way that we built that in is we created that fictitious National Martial Arts Appreciation Month. So at least one time a year, our students have an opportunity to bring somebody in and in an exciting event to share martial arts with them, so that we can right. get some referrals from them. But right. referrals on an ongoing basis, not just one one month a year, is another way that you can um, really strengthen the relationship with your student and then also gain more leads besides. And anything that you want to go over before we keep you know moving forward on, on no, this? Well, I, I definitely wanted to point out, though, that, you know, if you don't have, like I, I was coaching one of my other clients yesterday and I said, you have to have a process, right? You have to have some sort of sales process. And they were saying, what do you mean process? I don't understand what you're saying. And I'm like, we well, have to have like a, a diagram of where and mapping of where they're going to go. Right. You have to have a clear understanding of where you want your students to start and where they're going to end. We have that when it comes to rank beginner, they start white belt, they go to black belt, right. Eventually move and progress on further. We have an understanding of what their curriculum is, what's expected of them. Um, you know, how many classes they should have, how many months they should train before they get promoted, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So we, we need to think of that in a business sense as well. We need to say to ourselves, okay, where, when they walk through the door, what's the objective, right? What, you know, when we sit down and meet with them and try to get them signed up into a specific program, what are our objectives? What are we going to explain to them, lay out for them, you know, show them the pathway. 
so that they understand it clearer. A lot of times I think we're just presenting the sale, but we're not really giving them any education on how they should be thinking about what we do. So I went back to just recently with my my sheets, uh, sales sheets on my different programs, right? Black Belt Club, Masters Elite, Basic Program. And it's written out so that I could say here, look, this is what you get. These are all the things that are included. These are the costs. Because rather than just saying it and then not see them not seeing it visually, sometimes they're really not hearing what you're saying or seeing what you're what you're explaining. So we have to have a very clear, succinct, organized process to take them through from start to sign up, sign up to Black Belt Club, Black Belt Club to whatever else, leadership team, and so on. There has to be, it has to be set out just like a school has first grade, second grade, third grade. They know ahead of time where they're going to go. You can't leave it up to the student because they'll just get stagnant and fizzle out. Yeah. And so you have a curriculum and then you have lesson plans in order to deliver that curriculum to get them to the next uh, curriculum, right. the next belt level that has lesson plans and so on yeah. and so forth. So having a lesson plan or what, uh, when I first learned how to do this was with uh, Professor Hafner, now Grandmaster Hafner, but um, he called it the roadway to success. Right. You know, it was the path and, you know, this is what, yeah. in a perfect world, this is what happens. Bing, 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 bing. Right. And then from there, you have your deviations. So if yeah. if if there is some off-roading <laughs> uh, at this point, this is what you do to get them back on the road that you want them to be on. Right. And, you yeah. know, another person uh, was um, Tommy Lee, uh, his uh, success system, the BSS. Yeah. Sales. Yeah. Sales system and his phone script. I mean, that's where I learned how to, you know, do a whole phone script and, uh, and, and, and then, you know, here's the perfect phone script, but when they say this, you say this, when they go off road, you say, and so that was my first introduction to having some sort of roadway or path, um, you know, or lesson plan in order Mm -hmm. to deliver the information that I needed them, uh, uh, to get. So, but yeah, Yeah. I agree with you one, 100%. And then that needs to be communicated obviously to your staff, anybody that's going to be utilizing it, they have to be good at, the, at delivering that system and overcoming objective, well, objections well, think, as well. Think about that. And I actually was hanging out with Tommy uh, at the uh, Spark uh, membership uh, summit that we did. And uh, him and I used to see each other all the time. We haven't seen each other in a while. It was just great to catch up with him. And he's still doing amazing. His school is still kicking butt and, and so on. But I also remember hearing Master Chung Park uh, talk about, you know, this mindset of like, okay, for the first six months, you're in a basic program. After that, we're going to sit down with you and present you to our three-year program, which is a black belt program. You know, so that takes three years, I guess, in his school to become a black belt. So they would get on this particular program. Like, and he said to to the group, um, I'm paraphrasing too. He said something like, uh, if they don't upgrade to the black belt program, you pretty much know they're not going to continue. So he said, that's why they got to get them from this to that as soon as possible so that they're locked in, not financially or uh, committed wise, but they're locked in mentally to this program where they're able to say, okay, my kid is going to become a black belt. You're not quitting. You're not doing something else. You're not going to be involved with other things. He's going to go from here. We made the commitment. He's going to get his black belt. Right. And that's super important. Yep. No, totally agree. And um, so 
you know, that in a perfect world, that's how, you know, your lead process is going to work and how you're going to squeeze that uh, juice. Cause that's where we make the bulk of our money is out of our memberships. Secondarily to that are other opportunities for those students to get involved even deeper yeah. into your school. And right. so those would be special events um, mm -hmm. such as, you know, an inner school tournament. Right. All the way to, um, you know, parents night outs to bully right. classes to the, the like. And right. I mean, there could be a litany we could go through, but any, any other way that they could uh, just another buy-in, another touch, another time for them to interact with you on a, a, just a, a different level. I was just talking with both my head instructors, the one at, you know, both school, one, uh, one for Bradley and the one for New Lenox. And I was talking with them that I go, you know, really on the ground, you know, on the mat, we are, I would say we're only 20% creating right. the relationship there. Mm -hmm. Off the mat is the other 80%. Right. And so right. that is in between classes. That is at special events um, or special seminars. Of course, that would be a special event. But that's really where the deeper part of the relationships actually, I believe, happen right. are off the floor. Yeah. And I think sometimes we miss that. We're thinking, well, we're on the floor. We're building a relationship where they're training hard. Yes. Agreed. But th that's not the time that the relationship, I think, is actually built in depth. Yeah. Right. I think that's only it's only a start. It's only 20 percent. The other 80 percent is off the floor. So that's why getting them involved in doing a whole bunch of other events. But then also, um, you know, like we do uh, T-shirt summer. We do apparel sales like hoodies and and, and long sleeve shirts for the winter. Right. Um, you know, yes, they're spending money, but it's just another buy in. It's just another mm -hmm. touch. It's like, hey, I'm proud of my school. I'm wearing it. Um, it just it. it Yes, they, that brings us revenue, but more than that, it's just one more layer of connection. Would you right. agree with that? I totally do, and I and I absolutely think that that's essential to have this kind of rabid fan tribal mentality, right? So, like you mentioned, special events, parents' night outs, you know, whatever you do, Nerf wars, you know, Halloween parties. If um a small percentage, almost every school that I know of that a very small percentage of their enrollment will participate in those events. And most of the time it's the same people participating in all the events. So then you say to yourself, well, what can I do to get more people like them that are going to go to three out of the five events a year versus zero, right? Like, so I, I look at that sometimes and it's sometimes it's mindset. Some parents have budgeted in, they're just going to do, whatever it is, they're going to do one event a year or no events. They're just going to do regular martial arts and that's it. They're not coming to the parents night outs or whatever. We have to shake them out and get them to try and do it so that they become fans of what we do and see why other people are doing it so that we should be focused about on those people, the right. ones that are not engaging. We need to find out why and try to get them to engage. Because just imagine you have 100 students and 50 sign up for an event, but the next time you're better at it, you talk to them, you find out why, now you have 75. So that that's dramatic change, not only in income, but the buy-in, the, 
the, you know, the following the you know, that tribal mentality. And that's so essential for the growth of a school. It's like when you get people to refer you, you'll only get a handful of people that will refer you a bunch of people. And then you'll get maybe a few that only do one or two. The majority of the rest of them aren't doing anything at all. They're not even engaging. They're nodding their heads at all the right times, but they're not really participating at all. Yeah. Yeah. No, the relationship is important. So however, yeah. Uh, you know, whatever you can do to cultivate that relationship off the mat, um, I think is vitally important. Absolutely. So, so uh, and then obviously, I mean, I, I know that this is a given, but birthday parties um, or, or pizza parties or whatever, you know, for, for uh, your students as well. Right. Um, now, going back to what you had said originally, you know, School owners will get in leads and they go, man, that's a horrible lead. They didn't, they didn't even right. come in. They didn't do X, Y, or Z or ABC. <clears throat> a lot of people, and we've talked about this off the air, but a lot of people give up after the first, second, or even third time. Right. Uh, and 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 they only uh, they they only allow their automated system to follow up. So meaning, you know, it sent a couple of texts and it sent an email. Uh, and then they're like, yeah, no, this person isn't coming in. Right. And and that's crazy because the stats show anywhere from eight to 12 times easy is what right. people need over and over and over again. Yeah. Not, you know, constantly knocking on the door so that yeah. they get irritated with you, but just reaching out in concern and 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 questioning or wondering, hey, are you still interested in taking the free trial or paid trial or whatever it is? Right. Um, so. We can't, we shouldn't, it's not my money, uh, but we shouldn't give up that easily on that person, still trying to get them to be the perfect match coming into the school and doing the trial and becoming a student and doing the upgrades like we just spoke about. Um, because I've had people after 11 or 12 or even 13 times easily finally go, yep, we're ready. Or say, you know, now's not the good time. They're in soccer. Can you, you know, and then we'll just say, well, when's soccer over? Do you want us to give you a, give you a call after yeah. uh, or right before it? So yeah, absolutely. And we've had right. some of them, not all, but we've had some of them go, yep, we'd like to now do it. Right. So um, don't give up so easily. No doesn't always mean no forever. Right. No can just mean no for right now. And, I, right. and I'll give you, I'll give you a, for instance, we just did a, oh gosh, like last week I did, I think three field trips this week, yesterday I did a field trip tomorrow. I've got a field trip. Um, and some of those students, uh, I actually have in my system from two years, no, three years ago. And this was right. during COVID. Um, and we did remote field trips. So I did oh, it via wow. Zoom. Wow. And some of them, you know, were getting all the emails and getting the information, didn't act on it at all. Right. But I put them into, I took them out of that system and I put them into this system, uh, follow-up system is what I'm talking about. And we've already had a few go, yep, I'm, I want to try it. But see, three years ago, they weren't interested. Right. Right. Uh, but I'm yeah. not going to give up. And if they say, hey, stop calling me. We're not interested. We're never going to be interested. Then I put them on our do not call list and we don't send them anything. 
Yeah, I actually delete them right out of my database. I don't mind like doing that. I don't get offended by it. I, I want them to be interested or not bothered by my communications. Yeah, but I exactly. I don't necessarily. There, there's been a few that have been um, very angry. Mm -hmm. And those I take out of the system. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, by the way, like like you said before, and here's something that we also have to think about. Let's say little Johnny's five. He comes in. He didn't really love it. We keep him on the mailing list. Three years later, we send out an email or we've been sending out emails and they bring in little Johnny's brother, who is now old enough to do it. And they come in and they join. That happens all the time. A sibling didn't want it. The other one comes in. So this just goes to show when you're thinking about leads, right? So for the people who are listening, there's not necessarily ever a dead lead. The dead lead is the one that says, Dwayne, I, I hate your guts. Don't call me anymore. Take me off your list, right? Because now we're not going to communicate. But if they're out there listening, and even if they just read quick and delete, but they don't say to you, take me off your list, then most probably they're not unhappy that you're sending them information. Like we had, I don't know if you and I interviewed someone or I did it with Gus. We interviewed an email marketing specialist, right? More than us, yeah. Okay. So it was, uh, I guess it was one of Gus's friends and the guy just does emails. You know, you think that emails are dead. Like, so for like six months, I did like emails every week. Um, I didn't get people to call up and sign up, but a lot of people were reading the emails and commenting. So they're out there still interested in what you have to say. They might not be ready to buy at this moment in time, but they're still listening. So you can't give up. People, the school industry, martial arts school in our, our industry is like, we want the lead now. We want them to respond now. If they don't respond now, I'm, they're a dead lead. I'm done with them. Like almost like we personally get offended that well, they're not being involved. Yeah. And, and, the, and the thing is though, it's like, it's okay to ask yourself the question. Yeah. Well then why'd they raise their hand in the first place? Right. I get that. But not all of my leads are that way. You know, like right. again, the, the, the people that came in for the, the martial arts appreciation month, the people that are, that come in for birthday parties, the people right. that come in for field trips or other special events, they did not raise their hand to do karate. Right. Right. They didn't say, yes, I want to do karate. Send me stuff. They came in and they're doing stuff with us. So therefore we are sending them information in hopes that they are interested. Um, right. But it, it, a very small percentage of them will only be interested. Well, why is that? Well, because only 1% of the population ever does martial arts anyways. So if you got a hundred people, you got one person that you probably will end up signing up. Like, I mean, and if you're doing, if you're it, out of those hundred people, if you signed up 10, you're actually doing better than the percentage. So, so I think it's important that, you know, we look at this in a different light and, and, and not get so angry about it. I, like, so last week there was a person on our list to call, they reached out to us um, and they missed their first class and we've been calling and sending messages, text and, and email and otherwise. And so I, I got her on the phone. And I said, hi, Mrs. So-and-so, this is uh, uh, Mr. Brummett from TriStar Martial Arts Academy. I'm calling because I know that Johnny did not make his first class and uh, wanted to set see if we could set that up. If, he's, if you're still interested in him doing the free trial. Well, when she answered the phone, of course, she said hello. And I, then I started talking. Well, it's dead. She hung yeah. up on me. Okay. She hung up on me. So 
I immediately called back. Yeah. And I left a voicemail because it went, she clicked it. It went straight to voicemail. And I yeah. said, hey, Mr. So-and-so, I'm so sorry. It looks like we got cut off. Uh, the reason I was calling was because blah, 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 blah. Let me know. I'll also send you a text message with a link if it's easier for you to set it up that way. If it's not something you're interested in, just let me know. And, and then right. that was it. So yeah. I, I text it, crickets, nothing, right? And so I was talking to Mr. Bean. And Mr. Bean's like, what just happened? And I said, well, this is what happened. He goes, oh. He goes, uh, I just, I, I don't call him anymore. And I go, oh, no. I'm calling. And he's like, well, yeah. why? You're going to bother her. I go, yeah, th that may look like I'm bothering her. But she should have enough guts to say to me, yeah, no, look, we're not interested. Right, right, right. Yeah, of course. So I, am, I in the, am I in the wrong? Probably, but like, I, ugh. Yeah. Some people just have the, don't have common courtesy to, you know, look, I, when, when COVID hit, I lost like 65% of my enrollment. Like some of them were like high ranking students, black belts, brown belts. I've never heard from them ever again. I've sent them text messages, emails. They have never responded once to say, Hey, we just decided to quit or, um, you know, we're afraid or we don't like you or whatever. Not, not a word. They like took that COVID opportunity to just disappear off the face of the earth. Um, it was shocking to me. Like, you know, these are people that were like third stripe brown belts that would have been testing for black belt and so on. So very, very eye opening when it came to loyalty and dedication and whether you thought they were really good students and they loved what you did and they just disappeared. So, um, but anyway, we were talking about like layers, right? And we said like, so, okay, let's say, you know, we get them in, they come in, they try out a class, they don't necessarily sign up. They're in our free month. We work, work with them until they keep on coming. And then we try to close them in a membership, right? We try to get them in some sort of committed membership. Then you and I have a follow-up program which is our onboarding after they join, what to expect, how to get the best from your training, you know, how to make the most of it all, what we, what we expect of them, et cetera. But when, and then we talked about, okay, the leads don't pan out. We follow up until they say, take me the hell off your list. You know, no lead is ever a dead lead, but we never talked about the potential and the shift of what that lead could be, right? Meaning, they're not necessarily just for martial arts, right? Like yeah. for the dojo, like for your program. Yes, that's what they inquired about. That's what they signed up to try, but they didn't pan out. But what else could we be marketing to them? So what, what are some of your thoughts, like other areas that we could be reaching out to them that most people say, dead lead, I'm done. And they look for another lead that's a better lead. But what about those leads? What could they what could they be molded into? And you had some thoughts on that. Yeah. Well, any event that um, you know, it's not just for students. You know, I mean, obviously, if you have a tournament, that's only for your students. But um, any event, it could be a parents' night out. It could be a bully buster. It could be a a, a birthday party. Um, you know, and so on seminars. And yeah. I mean, whatever event that you feel would be a, they would be a good target market for because of their age, because of their uh, gender, because of whatever. I mean, right. You can, you can send them information. Hey, by the way, did you know that we're having, you know, and you know, uh, it's not just for students. You're invited to come to it too, or whatever. Right. Like, you know, it's, and then, so any of those, and I can't tell you, I, I would say the majority of our birthday parties 
um, well, I shouldn't say majority. It's probably, it's probably close to 50, 50 are not even students. Right. Are not even students. Well, how do they yeah. know about our birthday parties? Well, because uh, three months ahead, I start marketing to the, uh, the non-students right. about the birthday parties. And then, mm -hmm. I mean, we market two months ahead to our own students, but we, right. the ones that are not students, we're doing a little bit more communicating to them. Right. You know, for our birthday parties. Right. Why not? Why not bring them in? Because then yeah. they're going to bring other friends. They're going to give us more leads. Um, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so here's a mindset. Let me, let me point this out. So like when my focus was on birthday parties, I put one of my staff members who now is a police officer of over 10 years, um, a family man now married with three children of his own. But when he was a younger guy, single, he was in charge of running my parties. He would be searching for parties wherever parties were, right? In other words, like parents groups on Facebook, he'd market the parties, right? He'd talk to the parents of the students marketing the parties. He would ask for parents to refer people they know to do our parties. And one year, I'm, I'm guesstimating, we did about 50 different birthday parties, 50 of them. And, uh, you know, he was doing a party sometimes two, three a weekend, and he made good money off of doing the party. I gave him a little bit of a commission and we made a lot of money. Like we could have been a part, like at that moment in time, I started thinking to myself, maybe this is its own viable business that I could be doing. LI Ninjutsu Center's birthday party, set up a room, have it done. Like my daughter, I've taken her when she was a baby, she did a princess party. It cost me $800, right? Like to do the party. Like these things happen, people, that's what their business is. Yet we have that at our fingertips and we don't utilize it. And then, by the way, every lead that inquired about classes didn't pan out. They could be getting marketing material for your birthday parties all year long. So are we taking our leads and squeezing the most out of them? Most of the time, no. They're day camps. Oh, day yeah. camps, summer camps. I mean, it, the, it, I don't want to say it's endless, but it, it really is almost endless on – on, on the opportunities for them. Because I like, look, I, we have people that do our summer camps that they right. don't even want to do karate, but they want to do the right. summer camp all the time. Yeah. We have a kid, uh, actually three kids that come to all our camps, but they, they don't have the time to join our school. But whenever I have a camp, like we just did a veterans day camp, I text them because they're on my camp list and they sign up. So it's like the kid loves our camps. So if that was a dead lead because they didn't join my school, they don't have the time. I'm going to delete them out of my database. That lead sucks. No, I've been getting them to do camps. I'm making, you know, they're signing up and we're making money off of the kid participating in the camps. Well, we've got, uh, what it's a, we've got our martial arts game night. Um, I, I, and that's, um, this Friday. And honestly, I don't use the term parents night out because it's mm. never worked for me. Okay. I don't know why it just hasn't. Um, and maybe it's my own mental thing when I advertise it, whatever right. it is, but I've, I, I've had, um, great success with the martial arts game night. Okay. And we sell out all the time and awesome. we have kids that come to the martial arts game night that aren't students have no desire to be a student, but they want to come in and do the martial arts games. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Obstacle courses. Like there are parties like at Ninja, you know, the Ninja gyms where they do the running and jumping and hanging and um, those, they have parties all the time. Kids want, I get calls all the time. My son wants to do a Ninja obstacle course. 
Um, I have to explain to them, no, we're not a ninja gym like you see on the TV on, you know, the ninja obstacle courses. Yeah, we're a martial arts school, but we could do obstacle courses for you, but we're not set up like with things to jump off of and hang off of and do all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, you could, you would just have to rework everything in your school yeah. if it was viable to do that. And there exactly. are some martial arts schools that actually do that. Yeah. You know, yeah, well, so that's we'll, another we'll viable thing. We'll do an obstacle course, but I just always am very clear that we're not that, but there's a, what I'm saying is that there's a lot of market out there for that. Yes. People. Right. So that, and by the way, you know, another thing that we never really touch on, which, which is something that I haven't done because it's part of my martial art program. But like, for instance, I remember when my daughter was really young at one of the big, huge uh, department stores in Manhattan, they had like a etiquette class for young ladies, you know, how to sit, how to talk, how to hold your knife and fork, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like all that kind of real proper prim and proper yeah. kind of etiquette. There's a whole school for stuff like that. Like, you know, so we, we, if we did leadership team, sometimes people could be a part, if they're not doing the martial arts only for leadership team, they're learning goal setting, time management, time slicing, verbal judo, all these other things. Outside members could join your school just for leadership team. So there's a whole nother area that we could be promoting as well for these things. And, and my mind just churns out ideas like this, but then I say, do I have the time? Do I have the energy? You know, do I have the, you know, the, the motivation behind it? Right. But if I did, um, I could, the school could have so many branches of items that their people are doing. Yeah. The, the lead's not dead until like what you said, they say, don't call me anymore. I don't right. want to hear from you. Exactly. Um, yeah. So you, you can't, you can't give up, but you got to be creative. And so going back to what Ali had said, you got to have in the perfect world, you got to have that roadway to success or path mm -hmm. of what's going to happen from uh, lead all the way up to black belt and beyond. Right. And then you have other branches that are inside of your student um, experience. Right. That, that, that you need to create in order to get them to where you want to go. So the branches of, you know, apparel, the branches of uh, gear, you know, you do a great job of, of having gear tied into your right. curriculum, you know, which is in, ingenious uh, to do that so that you're selling more gear. But you look at all of that. And, and, and I, when I've worked with school owners before, and we've talked about different things like that, it's overwhelming. And so right. the reason I'm restating these things is because if you're looking to do something like that, just take one system and work that system all the way through and then start plugging in other branches into it. So right. again, lead all the way to um, black belt. And then mm -hmm. what do I want to have? What branches do I want to have inside of there? So, you know, every year they, they're going to get uh, asked to do a birthday party at, at like, like Grandmaster Parks at six months, they're going to have the upgrade right. Uh, right. opportunity at this. They're going to have this up, whatever it is, just map it out and then decide how you're going to do it and deliver it. And then yeah. the same thing applies to any events and, and things that you want the other leads that don't become students to experience and how you want to deliver those things to them so that you can cultivate that relationship the other thing is I can't tell you how many times I've had people refer us 
their kid came to a party or came to the field trip or, and the, and, and by the way, the parent actually came to the field trip with them. Mm-hmm. Kid never really wanted to do it. Parent was impressed with what was happening, but they didn't want to sign their kid up, but they, they had such a great experience that they talked about that to other parents. Right. Going, yeah. Oh yeah. I was at TriStar and, and they did this really neat feel. And Mr. Brummett, he had blah, blah, blah. Like, so, and then we get referrals just even from that relationship that was built from that event. So don't, and that is so hard to, so hard to, uh, to calculate, to put into the statistics, but I, I can assure you for me anyways, I built my business on relationships. Right. Uh, my motto was if, if I can teach good enough to create the results that we need, I'm not going to have to advertise right? because people are going to talk about how remarkable we are Yeah. to everybody else that people are going to just start funneling in. And before I knew how to market, before I even knew what a flipping headline was, Right. That's how we built our business was it was me. Right. And it was our staff and it was our interaction with Mm -hmm. them, not just on the floor, but our concern for them off the floor. Right. You know, what do you guys send birthday cards to your students on their birthday? Well, Mm -hmm. I'm a one up you because not only do I send birthday cards, I send a two pack of brownies to them. How much you does know? that cost you? Cost me probably close to, I don't know, uh, like 12 bucks in total. Okay. To send the so card. Every and the month you send approximately how many birthday cards at birthdays go out? Well, if we have uh, 250 students times that by, you know, 12 bucks. Okay. You know, but they're, you- but they're, but they're spending $186 a month with me. I can spend, I can spend 12 bucks on them. Right. Exactly. So, so let's say uh, $12 times a hundred would be 1,224, 200. So you're, you're spending like, you know, what, like 400 bucks, 500 bucks a year. Yeah. I don't know. Your math is better than mine. I would think it's higher than that. I think that's right. Let's say, so let's just say 12 times 250, 12 times, 12 times. $3,000. Yeah. So 3000 bucks at you're sending out and like, I just, it's funny that you talk about this because my daughter owns uh, an Etsy site. She, uh, she does all this custom phone cases and pillows and candles. And I just said to her, I said, could you find me an item around four or $5 that I could pick out to give to my students for their birthday? And I just give you the list of birthdays. I pay you and you drop ship them to the client happy birthday to the, from me, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, I'm thinking of doing something like that gives her business, which is great. But that, that makes a huge difference, right. In the students, like that little gesture. Well, I can't, uh, it doesn't happen all the time, but I'll have students um, write me a thank you note back. I'll Mm -hmm. have them opening it up and taking a picture with it and posting it on their Facebook and tagging me. Nice. You know, so and that's not why I do it, but there's just, it's just another communication. It's another touch. Yeah. Um, and again, yes, is that that's costing me $3,000 a year uh, to do that, but that's a drop in the bucket. Right. Right. Compared to the relationship. 
It just well, is. if you if you had one or two students that stuck around because they feel that you really care, it it may it paid itself off right there, right? Yeah, yeah, and I'm I, and I do care. Yeah, you know I'm not doing it, so I hope they think that I care. Right. And I know that's not what you meant, but I I, I do care, and I want them to feel special on their birthday. I feel bad yeah. because one girl, uh, I sent a uh, the the brownies to her and uh she doesn't like brownies uh-huh. so i went back and i i've uh sent her some cookies and okay. so you know i did spend a little extra on her and said hey you know thanks for telling me you didn't like brownies uh oh, so here's yeah. the cookie for you um and i'm glad she said that to me because she said hey thanks for the uh the the birthday card and and by the way the system that i use it's my handwriting yeah but you told me that. i don't do it because my my um uh my staff every Monday, they, they do it. So I don't have to touch it, but it, right. it does. It looks like it comes from me, but anyways. Um, she, and I said, uh, she's thanked me for them. And I said, yeah, I said, man, they are so good. I said, how'd you like them? She says, well, I don't really like brownies. So my, I gave them <laughs> to my mom. I said, Oh, that was so sweet of you. I'm sorry. You didn't like them. And, and then I went on and I sent her the, the cookies. Oh, so. that's cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. So, so again, you know, our, our talk was about mainly like people not thinking that they're at a dead end because the lead didn't sign up in their school as a student. Every other area could be touched, birthday parties, special events, parents' night out, bully nights, self-defense seminars, um, movie night, whatever you're doing, those people just they're not members they still can be getting your marketing or correspondence and inviting them and by the way maybe now they come and they like it and they want to join but at the same time there's like a money under those tatami mats right that that you're so much like that's my old line like there's gold under their them their tatami mats you know like that kind of thing um because we don't know how deep to dig before we can uncover things that are available I've always loved the fact, like, for example, right now we're doing a hoodie blowout pre-sale for hoodies for the holidays. And all I did was take the effort, talk to my supplier, find out what the costs were, mocked up a picture of what it's going to look like. Um, I made a checkout page on Spark. People could sign up and order multiple colors with their name if they choose. And then I started an automation, which is for the people who are not involved with Spark. It's just like a process that we follow on automatic marketing. So it could be an email, a text message, an email, a text, 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 email. And it's this series of promoting the event that we're doing or this hoodie sale. So I already have, I mean, it's been out for four days. I think I've gotten 21 sales. People bought already, paid for in full. I haven't even ordered the shirts. I don't have to invest my time, buy inventory, do anything, all being done for me. And I know who's going to buy the money's going into my account. Every night I wake up, there's another sale or two. Um, it's exciting. Like I love coming up with a concept and an idea and turning it into a reality. It's like what I call printing my own money. Yeah. Legally. Yeah. Legally. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I just want to encourage school owners. Uh, don't get discouraged too much when someone doesn't act um, on that impulse. Yeah. The other thing, I guess we probably should have, what we probably should have uh, uh, defined at the beginning of this call. And we, we've talked about this years ago on our podcast. That to me, there's a difference between a prospect and a lead. Yeah. 
So a lead is someone that actually raised their hand. They opted in. A prospect for us is somebody that we got their information from an event or someone else or something. So, so yeah. they're not as promising as right. somebody that raised their hand as a lead. Right. right. So we treat prospects like I, I don't feel bad when a prospect is like, yeah, no, I'm not interested because right. they weren't interested in the first place. A prospect mm-hmm. would be, I came to the buddy night. I came to the uh, a party. I, 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 whatever, like just those things right. um, came to the field trip. Those are just prospects to me. Right. Right. Doesn't hurt my feelings. It used to until I understood yeah. that. Right. It doesn't hurt my feelings if they say no, because no to me just means not right now. Right. And then they can move up the ladder if they decide to raise their hand. Now they move from a prospect to a lead mm-hmm. and then they follow that, follow that funnel. Um, right. So just hopefully un- maybe that's a mind shift for you um, is that, you know, the, the, that prospect really is a, you know, uh, I've talked about this before too, is they're a suspect. Yeah. They're just testing the waters to see if mm-hmm. it is something that they would like to do. And they're, yeah. but they're not really a lead yet. Did you ever see, I don't know what movie it is, but Robert De Niro is a car salesman and he's got these two really yuppie kind of wealthy people come in and they're looking at, I think he's selling infinities. He he goes through like the only, the clip is only like a few minutes long, but he goes through everything. They test drove it. They asked him every question and he's like, are you ready to buy? And uh, they're like, no, we're going to think about it. Because what's there to think about? You know, and then he goes and he gets very angry um, and goes and curses them out. You know, and they're like, I'm going to tell your manager, you know, well, go ahead, tell my manager. And he's cursing at him even more. Now, get the hell out of here. Because they were just literally kicking the tires for an hour and wasted his time. Um, who knows if they would have ever bought, but he got pissed, right? So we, we can't let that happen to us. We got to make sure that we don't allow people we don't want to assume that that person's not ready right until they tell us they're always going to be potentially ready from one of the funnels one of the areas one of the things that we're promoting at that given time absolutely and look it might be a couple of years down the road that you actually come up with an event that you've never done before right that they're actually interested in yeah so yeah and it could be like Johnny trained from three years old to five years old. And then the parents put him in football and baseball and they very rarely do they ever come back. I always say that breaks equal quits. Like if they take a break, we know they're going to quit, but um, you never know maybe. And by the way, here, I rarely, I just had a kid, not a kid. He's an adult now. He brought in his three-year-old daughter, but he was my student when he was 10. And from like 10 to like 14, he trained with me. And then he moved over to one of my associate schools and ended up training there and then moved far away from us and ended up training at one of my friend's schools. Well, he's coming in tonight, his daughter's training, and he's coming in to start classes and see, he's like, it's about time I finish what I started. I'm like, okay, let's do it, man. I'm ready to go. Um, but uh, you just never know. Right. Yeah. So he heard about yeah. us, you know, he knew about us. He followed up on us, but, um, and it's so long ago that I don't even have him in my database, you know, from back then. That was like 25 years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah. And that's awesome. That's that's outstanding. That makes you feel good, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And he got to finally tell me as an adult how he thinks my martial art and our teachings changed his life because he was bullied, heavily bullied, where he said that he had to run home from school. They would kids would chase him and beat him up. And then he started training in the martial arts, learning how to stand up for himself and defending himself. 
And uh, he said that he doesn't know what path he would have gone down. I assume that means he was depressed and sad and maybe would have hurt himself in some way. Um, but uh, it tur turned his life around and now he's got a beautiful little girl. That's so awesome. Miles, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's very cool. So just, you know, as a school owner, look at all of these leads as relationships and, and, and meet those relationships where they're at. Yeah. Some, some want to move forward and, and, and want to have a deeper relationship with you with regards to, you know, becoming a student at your school mm -hmm. and some want to have a, just a casual friendship with right. you where they come in every once in a while. Some yeah. will never, they want to be an acquaintance they right. don't mind referring you, but they, you know, but you're just an acquaintance yeah. to them. And then there, yes, there are some that are haters and there are some that they don't have time for you. Right. And, and maybe they don't even dislike you. They just don't have time for you. Right. Um, or or want to put the energy. Exactly. So um, be, be thick skinned. Don't let it hurt your feelings. And I know, it's hard to say because we all, especially with our own students, when they quit, you know, mm -hmm. I know how I was heartbroken all the time when people quit. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You know, so um, just be thick skinned about it, you know, be immune to, to that and know that, you know, your intentions, you have the best of intentions as you're moving forward to have these relationships. But I think the most important thing is, okay, I, I want to look at these leads or prospects or even suspects and how can I meet them where they're at right. and get, you know, have whatever relationship they want to have with me at where they're at. Does that make Absolutely. sense? Totally. I love it. All right, I sir. I appreciate your time, man. Yeah, man. We'll see you next week. Yes, sir. All right, everybody. Take care. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Martial Arts School Owner Talk Podcast. This would not be possible if it weren't for the support of our amazing sponsors. Please check out Elite Insights for all your website needs. They can be reached at EliteInsights.com. Add health coaching, helping school owners create a new and easy to implement revenue stream for your school. Visit adhealthcoaching.com. Lead Hunter Media, your online digital marketer and content provider. Visit leadhuntermedia.com. Academy Kings Growth Consulting and Management Group, they can be reached at academykings.com. And Spark Membership, hands down the best martial arts software for school owner management on the planet. They can be reached at sparkmembership.com. We will see you next time.